Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join T2 and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. Hello people and welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Tracy Roberts. And me, James Cooper. Coop's in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Poor lad's been dragged in here by me on a Friday. Um, But he's excited to say hi. Say hi to everyone. Yes, hello everybody. (laughs) First one, let's go. How many months in are we now, James? We're in three. We're in month three now. And he's doing well. He's still here. Mm. And he's 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 not just surviving, he's thriving. Yeah, Is that right? <laughs> Loving it. So I thought I'd drag him in because he's been in a few of my sessions in the last couple of months and a couple of them have been focused on communication. Um, the work we do on the five dysfunctions and part of that conversation is around the commitment and accountability but it's also around the communication the trust all those things right yeah um, and one of the things we covered on a previous hubcast was a little bit more kind of deep diving into having really great interactions and what we meant by that was you know do we really set the outcomes of a meeting do we really establish what we want the goals to be and the questions that we need to ask within that meeting and then we take it a stage further and go right okay do we apply the oak principle you know, outcomes, actions, and timeframes to make sure that people know what they're responsible for and what they're going to do. And I think really as part of that discussion, we then landed on the fact that quite often when we do get into these meetings, um, we're trying to make sure that we're getting a guest joined up thinking, and we're not always getting that because we're coming at it from a very siloed, I don't know, bias, if you like. It's a right or wrong sort of mentality. Yeah. Someone's got to be right and someone's got to be wrong when... Yeah. Really, we could could look at it a slightly different way. Yeah, and I guess in organisations, and actually just as a personal thing, we all have our own internal bias, right? So we all look at the world slightly differently. We know that from our unconscious motivators. Um, we, If it's our idea, we're most, more emotionally attached to it as well. Um, so there's a little bit of that in there. And obviously, we'll talk through what, what this looks like, because what we're going to talk about today is how you can master parallel thinking within your team environment and actually how you can use it yourself because it's a really good tool to use right and this is going to avoid you going down the route of as you say thinking about it from the perspective of someone's got to win someone's got to lose and we're trying to prove or disprove what's right and what's wrong yeah and it's almost going down that court route isn't it (laughs) i put it to you um and in your head you do that subconsciously don't Mm. you if if you really believe in something so we're going to look at how we can maybe look at what we'd like to call um cooperative exploration i like that that's a good good term yeah i like that as well and this is going to mean that we're going to avoid going into that sort of realm of argument or debate um and that then means that we're going to allow for a little bit of learning from each other and we're going to encourage more energy and creation yeah um we're gonna find less fault hopefully um and might lead to more possibilities because if we are going in there with a once you know one-sided approach to things we're probably setting ourselves up to fail in some respects yeah if you're looking at that as from a situation of if you're going in with one mentality and one sort of outcome then you will be getting the one outcome from yeah going in with that outcome so what what if you what if you could just open up to the possibilities and you know let's think of it this way if you are going to do this correctly it's almost a form of switching modes mm. that's the way I see it so some of this stuff that we're going to cover today guys just if you're interested is is based around um what's called the six thinking hats 
Okay. And it's a book that we use a lot here <laughs> in terms of yeah. how we try and explain things to people. Um, uh, a gentleman called Edward de Bono uh, wrote this book. Um, he's a Maltese physician, psychologist, philosopher, um, and his six thinking hats concept has been used, well, in numerous things that we refer to. Mm. Um, unfortunately, he's no longer with us, um, but his legacy lives on because actually the way that he pulled this parallel thinking sort of equation together really can be useful from a, a personal perspective, as in, even if you were doing something yourself and you're really going through the kind of thought process creativity in your head, I think if you apply this, would you agree? Just to the way you're thinking. Yeah. So even if it is about that innovation that we all strive to sort of bring that fresh idea and have those different ways of looking at things, even for the most creative people, it is important that they do take into account other people's perspectives. Yeah. And actually, when doing that, it could throw a curveball that you never even saw coming. Exactly. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. And actually making it a process is something that can encourage mm. that innovation, creation, yeah. not just as an individual, but within an organization, as a small team, as a big team, yeah. or as a total company altogether. And that's that's what we always say about highly functioning teams is mm. like some of the dangers you have within organizations, let's be honest, is, and I've been here, by the way, as a leader, employing mm. people that are like me. <laughs> because yeah. I think, hey, I want everyone to be fast, furious and creative and all the rest of it. And I like that. And I like that. Mm. However, that approach doesn't generally work across the board because you need to have people with different ways of thinking, different approaches, different communication styles, even just a different view of the world. I think that's why we see this rise of reverse mentoring with mm. you know younger generations coming through and helping out, you know, people in organizations that have been very fixed for years that's why it's, it's great to bring people in from other departments sometimes just to see things differently um so i don't know yeah i think i think it's a really good way to try and separate our ego from the performance aspect would you agree yeah of course egos is a thing yeah because if you are applying your own biases to yeah. them then that's basically you're applying yourself to them yeah rather than just actually taking the concept taking your ego out of the situation. Yeah. And I've been in situations before where it has been very ego-based. Yeah. And having to fight the ego first <laughs> before you get anything done. You gotta get is... you gotta stop poking the bear yeah. to get any further, haven't you? Yeah. It can be it can be quite difficult. And like you said, it leads to possibilities because um if we apply um this kind of process back to what we've discussed on a previous hubcast around um, you know, what we do in meetings and how we naturally even in our brain mm. we we assume certain things so it's a great example i can give you is like most meetings to me i'm either one or the other right because i'm a doer but i'm a creator i'm either in full throttle blue sky thinking mode and i really piss everyone off because we'll get three quarters of the way for a meeting we think we've landed on something and i go oh oh i've got an idea and i can see everyone literally go oh God. Um, or I'm in full decision-making mode when everyone else is still procrastinating. And, and again, I piss people off. But all the little fluffy bits in the middle of like, let's sit and actually think about things from a, an objective perspective, or let's look at the data. I can do it. But I naturally find my brain going off to that place of let's get it finished. And actually, what other ideas have we got? Do you yeah, know what if, I mean? Yeah. If, if, if it is that, and I know that I can sometimes get frustrated with people that when you speak about the fluffy bits, that's <laughs> the fluffy bits is probably where some quite a lot of creation does oh, become yeah, happen, God. and that's where it happens. Yeah, but they're my people. Takes, yeah, if you spend <laughs> too much time there, 
yeah. you're not getting to the goal anyway. So no, so you've got the to keep timings it balanced. Everything and controlling what's yeah. going on is, I think, really quite important. And I think this pr- providing the structure mm. really gives you that that yeah. sort of purpose towards it. It takes us away from debate back to uh, cooperative exploration. And I think yeah. that's the big thing we want to land on today. And I think from, I mean, we do know that there's things in organisations where that you know the big decision meeting doesn't have to include everyone. And there is a bit of cut the shit, let's just make this decision. Yeah. But for a lot of uh, organisations, just maybe getting people to think this way allows us more space to be more in that kind of creative, um, less ego coming at it from every single angle possible mm. and then even if you apply it to yourself when you're going to go and pitch to a stakeholder or you know you're trying to get buy-in or trying to be visionary or whatever it might be actually sitting and going through this process that we're going to explain today actually really does help you because the other thing is even if you know you want to win something because <laughs> yeah. you feel really strongly about it if you've considered all the other variations of thought then actually before you get there you're avoiding being tripped up let's be honest yeah because if you go with okay well i'm naturally a data driven person and that's how i'm going to apply my my rationale to this particular thing you maybe don't consider the emotional content of what might be involved so forcing yourself to have to think about that allows you to think about what you're going to get as a reaction yeah i think allowing that direction is yeah. the bit so giving yourself the direction actually going look to maximize the productivity of this process and it relates back to print. Yeah. That if you are trying to push through that productivity ceiling, then every single tool that you have Absolutely. in your armory to do it will is only going to benefit you. I think that's a really great way to look at it, actually how many tools you've got in your armory. And we land on this a lot, don't we, in our group sessions around, yeah. do you realize how much expertise you've got in the room how many superpowers are in here and how Mm. you can become the avengers you just need to bloody work together properly yeah and i think that applies to this thinking method and and meetings and discussions because quite often we we know who's going to be the glass half empty person we know who's going to be the person who's going to have this crazy really far out idea and we know the person who's just going to be halfway out the door trying to do something without all the answers Mm. so we already kind of know the dynamics but what we do what we do need to think about is that we can apply the principle we're going to use today you know in so many different ways individually and as a group but the the theory behind it is that we're going to get people to think differently to how they would normally in some cases to allow for the space to lead to an optimal solution. Yeah, and challenge the norms, right? Yeah, challenge the norms because we're all default, you know, default settings because of our unconscious motivators. I'm a doer. I'm very much a doer. Um, I'll get a small bit of information and I'm off like a robber's dog, yeah. you know, and, and that's not always a good thing because I need to sit on it a little no, bit. Think about it first, Tracy, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because my, you know, my instincts are high and, I, I, and I've relied on them for a lot of my life. And I have realized actually that's a bit of a superpower I have. You know, mm. I, I can make a very quick decision with very minimal information and my clock speed's good. However, other people really need to delve into things a little bit more some other people do need the fluff because it helps them paint the picture yeah. and and i get frustrated with that sometimes or it could be vice versa they get frustrated with me because i'm sort of not listening as much because i'm trying to do it so if we're applying the principle of how i would approach trying to get buy-in and how they'd approach me trying to get buy-in even this allows us to think a little bit more about that doesn't it yeah so I think let's think about it from let's educate around the hats. That's probably the first okay, thing. Okay, yeah, let's so, get into it. So for me, the the great thing is here. I remember uh, Martin saying to me a few months ago, "Why don't you actually buy the hats?" And I thought he was joking, but he wasn't. 
So I thought, do you know what? Great idea. So we actually bought these caps and we use them in our sessions sometimes, don't we? Yeah. I actually had a couple from uh, a cohort I was using um, them with on Wednesday looking like PJ and Duncan. I've got yeah, some great photos of that. that. Looks funny, um, and the idea behind this is that they can be physical if you want them to be, or they can just be imaginary hats, but we assign them colors and there's reasoning behind each color and what we do with them. And this is just to allow us the space to apply it with it, you know, in a team environment or individually to allow us to think right at this particular moment, I'm going to think in this way, I'm not going to be swayed by that cap over there. I'm literally going to think about how I can focus on this role and this approach at one time. So the blue hat is the person who owns the project or who is facilitating, okay? So this is the person that's going to think about how I keep people on track. So if I'm telling people what cap we've got on at this moment or what the timing is or what the agenda is, what the agenda points are, I'm able to do that. And and everyone in the room is very conscious of me with this blue hat because I'm the one that just ensures we stay on track. And that is super important, isn't it? If we've got an owner for everything that we you know do anything it's going to help isn't it okay we've then got the white cap and the white caps there to look at things like data and information okay so with this it's the complete opposite from going on the gut instinct etc it's more about going on what facts do we have okay we've then got the red cap which is all around emotions and feelings and intuition um and then the yellow cap goes through benefits values and feasibility okay so then bringing it back and down a notch, the black cap then looks at concerns, cautions, and problems. And the green cap looks at creative ideas and alternatives and possibilities. And I think that's the bit that sometimes we miss, isn't it? Because like you say, it's it's sort of like debate sparks right and wrong. You're, you know, you're definitely wrong. I'm definitely right. But actually quite often it's a change my mind yeah, scenario, I, isn't it? Yeah, I like the concept of, can we do this another way? Yeah. And having that question of going, even if it was that you had the green cap on and you said, you know what? Yeah. We've done it this way for so long. Is there another way? And imagine if you're in an environment where things have been the same and Mm. you've not changed. We've tried that before. You tried that. Yeah. Can you remember that that. time? Yeah. yeah, Well, that happened. Well, actually, look at it again and go, right. Come on, guys. Heads together. Just focus on can we do this a different way? Yeah. Imagine if everyone was able to apply this principle yeah you know because you know we do know that some people are headstrong and don't like to think like other people mm. and we do know that people think about everyone else too much mm. <laughs> so they put all these caps on and it's oh my god it means procrastination it means we slow down however the theory behind this is that you could apply it in lots of different ways so one example i would, would give is that you know we go into a meeting we decide what the outcome is going to be so let's just say we're going to do a big decision meeting okay and in that big decision we've landed on these three points that we want to discuss in that meeting we have then ascertained that by the end of this i don't know 30 minute period we're going to have made a decision about which uh, which of these three options we're going to use if we apply these thinking caps to those those issues you know by a minute each you know okay blue cap for this option red cap for this option by the end of that time frame we've applied all the kind of possible ways of thinking about all three options and we have more information to, to use or or here we go or well no or, or we can go that or we can go through that in our own head so that's a way of like doing it with a bit of a time frame and keeping on top of it or we can look at what caps we need in that meeting yeah and just decide right do you know what we're going to look at the information hat today versus the emotions hat because 
what we're seeing here is as a bit of a pattern and actually we've we've dealt with all the other bits yeah you know so i think on that on that there tracy you, even if it wasn't that you didn't need an idea mm. you needed a solution to a thing yeah. a thing that's happening yeah or maybe a confrontation or whatever it could be yeah that didn't necessarily require a different way of working yeah because the way already works so you wouldn't necessarily need the green yeah. cap at that time yeah. in that space so the only one you're always going to need is the blue cap in some shape or form because someone needs to take you know takes control of the situation even if it's you yeah <laughs> you've got yeah. to go right i have 30 minutes to go through this process yeah um, and the other way of doing it is you know picking specific hats or here's an even better one if you've got a massive big thing that you're going to cover team you're the red team, you're the blue team, you're the green team, yeah. you're the white team, you're all going to present back to each other. Now, people in that red team that are being forced to think about emotions are going to be fuming. Because yeah. <laughs> some of them are white people. They're the people who want to put the white cap on all the time, think about you know what information's there, what data is available. So they're being forced almost into thinking completely differently to what they do normally. Yeah, That's ace. Because that really does force you to... When people put me there, it makes me frustrated, but then I learn from it. Mm. It's like that, that head explosion. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you know, because because I'm so like, we can do anything. Yeah. I I have to be drawn back sometimes. I have to be, right, okay, well, the facts are this. And and I'm, I'm happy to accept oh, yeah, that. And which is fine in this process. Yeah. That's part of the process. Yeah, That's yeah. why you need to do it. But if someone just come at me and went, no, you can't do that because X, Y, Z. If I think about the amount of people I've fallen out with in my career, mm. that have, the way that they've approached me has been, you know, you're so leading with your gut and, you know, you're so um, expressive and mm. why are you so emotional about it? And yeah. I'm like, for me, it's because that customer suffers or that person didn't get paid their wages correctly. And it's because my triggers are look after people. Mm. <laughs> so when you then say to me, stop being so emotional and stop being so like linked to your idea, I get upset because I go, hang on a minute. That's because I really give a shit. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> and I think that, that, that caring principle yeah. If you don't care about something, and again, be the reason why people act in this in the different ways, yeah. why the hats are still definitely applicable, yeah. is because the reaction is then taken aside. Yeah. yeah, you can you have the you have the structure to drag people back in when needed, yeah. and give them the the shape and the tools yeah. to be able to go. This is what we're looking at. This is what we're looking at. No. We're yeah, not thinking about and that now. And if you use the lingo, going you're going, you're 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 pitching something to me in the office. Hey, Trey's got this great idea. Like, yeah. you know, one of your crazy ideas because I love them. And I go, hang on a minute, James. Put your white cap on for a minute. Yeah. You stop for a minute and you go, right? Yeah. She's not pitting on my bonfire. Yeah. She's just saying, okay, that sounds like it's eighty percent there. Yeah. Put your white cap on. Finalize it. Take go back breath. to me with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I I actually and it's equally, you know, if you've got someone who's just leading with date, right? actually put a green or a yellow cap on think about it differently yeah, you know another way of doing and it it's okay to have that black cap because we mm. do need to think about risk but let's do it in the right way so quick run through so you've got the thinking cap that's the control cap which is the blue cap these are the guys who are going to think about what decision are we after how do i keep on track what sequence do we need to go through you know how many caps we use in time frames all those things how will we decide when to move on to the next hat um, and how do we actually get the hats to play off each other sometimes, okay? So you know, if you look at the opposite hats, actually it is good to have, I don't know, something with emotion delivered next to something with, you know, I don't know, data, right? The red caps, they're going to think about emotions and feelings. So this gives, uh, if you've got this cap on, it gives you the allowance to be free with your emotions and your intuition. 
You don't have to explain yourself. That's the biggest thing here. It's more about my gut feeling is this because of this. So what's your initial reaction when you put that cap on in this mm. situation? What's your gut feeling? What emotions does it bring out? Um, how might your feelings change over time? I like that one. Yeah. You know, because for me, you're just thinking in the moment, right? So if you're really thinking from a red cap perspective, that's where you go. And then, of course, the opposite from that is to, we've laid all those emotions bare on the table, thinking about our own emotions, our intuition, what other people might feel, all those things. We then park that and go to white and we go, right, park that. Don't even think about that. Let's look at facts and figures. You know, what's the frame and assumption we have here? Um, what's the context? What information is missing? What do we require? What do we have to work with? You know, what, you know, where can we go to find more information if we need it? Um, and this is because it's a bit of a neutral hat. It's looking at everything from all, I guess, angles to a degree, but looking at it from a factual perspective. Yeah, I think definitely, I think definitely with a, with the white with the white hat, the main thing is, and this is a process that I've followed through a couple of times, is that what haven't we looked at? What, yeah. Look at the data, yeah. but actually look at the data that you haven't got. Yeah. And why haven't we collected that data? Is that something that we could have, something that we've missed mm. that could definitely think about, if we go to yeah. that green hat again, about the idea of the different way yeah, of working, yeah, yeah. you've got the data now, so the facts can then lead to this new innovative way of working yeah, and we're yeah. absolutely flying. Yeah. But I, yeah, I like, I like that. I like that whole I like this thought. note I wrote here, checked fact against the unchecked fact. That's the difference yeah. in the white hat. Yeah. And then the other thing is it allows us to take the mindset of a computer because we're kind of processing information and we're yeah. not necessarily taking into got to, to feel any new ideas or anything. We're going with what we've got. Yeah. So the white cap obviously is super important. Now the black cap is the cap of caution. <laughs> so this is the one that's about the risks and we're probably going to put a more skeptical view on here on purpose, by mm -hmm. the way. We're not going to go to that person in the room that's always, you know, the black cloud that comes in. We're literally going to say, you know, if based on what we know, what are the risks? What possible failures could we see? Where are our weaknesses? Mm -hmm. um, I like this one. What yellow cap opportunities can we deconstruct and show to be flawed? So when we do the yellow cap, when we're dealing with um, feasibility and benefits, we can reverse it by going to the black cap and saying, okay, I really like that idea, but let's yeah. just think a little bit further about it. So in some ways, again, it comes across as quite negative, but it's there to actually avoid us making a big mistake. Yeah, and just think um, about think about a team that does make lots of mistakes, but learns from them. If yeah. we take that time to put on that black cap, you can then prevent Absolutely. the time waste, then the embarrassment of making a mistake by just foreseeing it mm. and actually putting on that black cap and going, I tell you what, we're not going to make the same mistake again. We are going yeah. to look at the risks. What risk can we have from this situation? And it's things like what might make it more difficult than we might be assuming, you know, yeah. because we make we do make assumptions, don't we? So why why should we not proceed? And some of these things will completely counter when we get to another cap, but we've got yeah. to go through that process, haven't yeah. we? So then the yellow cap is benefits and feasibility. It's not fantasy. It's the optimistic view, though. OK, so this is you thinking, um, what are the benefits? What might make it better? Um, you're thinking, um, you know, optimistically, why do you think it might be successful? Um, what, what do you think would really kind of bring this into fruition? You know, what's the possibilities? But we're not going there with a blue sky thinking approach. It's quite, quite realistic as well. Um, 
And actually, then what could we then look at there to expand upon? So what would the success look like based on some of the basic principles that are coming out in the conversation? So this is going to force optimism, but more from a realistic perspective. Um, so again, we can use the black and the yellow cap, I guess, in parallel, can't we? Yeah. Um, so you can see how this can be beneficial within that team environment. Um, we've then got the green cap <laughs> and this is the creative thinking cap. This is new yeah. ideas, possibilities. Um, the yellow cap identifies the opportunity, but it has no responsibility to explain how it can come about. <laughs> now I'm going to go there because I'm going to call you out Martin Johnson because sometimes you know you come you come in at me with something that's like hey yeah blah, blah, blah. this is Martin's heart sometimes yeah. right? but it's my heart too right because I go whoa yeah this is going to happen man this would be brilliant and then I have to go can someone put a yellow cap on now and tell me the reality and just tell me actually what's going to happen um but this is like it's seeking alternatives possibilities removes the faults generates new concepts it doesn't have to be logical so that's no. why it's fun. So you can literally say to people, you know, think about if if there was no boundaries. Yeah. What would we do? You know, um, and you know, can we do it another way? Like you were saying, what new ideas can we generate? Um, what yellow hat opportunities should we expand on? So we use the yellow to almost filter it and then go, oh yeah, we could do something with that. Um, what thought, um, what thoughts have we had around the the risks? Can we accept? And then adapt to because we're basically going to go, okay, I see you there, but I'm going to raise you this, you know. Yeah. Um, does, and, does the risk outweigh yeah. the reward? What's the outcome going to look yeah. like? Um, and then what original white hat assumptions might we totally reverse just to see where it leads? Ooh, I like <laughs> juicy. That. That's really juicy, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then even what odd, even implausible scenario could we come up with based on just this idea right now, just to keep going on it? So it's mm. it's almost just saying like, ooh, like, let's just go there. Let's just see what we can throw against the wall, see what sticks, you know. Yeah. Um, could we be the best in the world? Yes. What what could yeah. how can we link to our vision's purpose and all those things? Um, so that's all the hats. And mm. so you can see how, like metaphorically you know you could make that work as an individual as well you could sit there and say right before I go and apply this principle and try and present this to my team or before I go to the stakeholder with this idea or before I go into that meeting rather than thinking about actually I'm going to win this I'm going to debate this I'm going to fight this firstly we're going to think about who we're talking to and we're going to think about how we can adjust our graphic equalizer to get more from it we might even think just putting it out there what hat would this person normally put on mm. And then actually that gives us a bit of strength because we can then think of it from their perspective. We've already considered it. I'm gonna put the yellow hat on right now and think about that. Yeah. So how will those feel, right? Yeah, how will they feel? And I guess really, how can I meet them halfway on that? Because mm. if you've applied all the hats, then the reality is you've probably thought of everything. What you've just got to be careful of is not being drawn in back by that original bias that you had. Yeah, I think and I think that's that's obviously if you if you thought about that as a as a larger point of view mm. you're actually looking at what's actually happening in the business for us to have these conversations yeah and then and going really bigger how can it be be affected by the way that it's received from somebody else yeah yeah and actually having that as a process and going you know what we are going to think about yeah. this and we are going to get something out of it it's not about going head to head anymore it's about working yeah. as one team considering everything from every angle do you know what else i would say we always say know your triggers and know your default settings i think know your cap 
I would say, no, your cap. What is your default cap? If you were yeah, going to go to work and go, word up with a cap on. You <laughs> with know. your PJ or your Duncan. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're saying. Like, and <laughs> know that and actually find the opposite cap from time to time. Just force yourself into it mm. because I think it will make you think differently. Like you said, there might be something you've never considered from someone you've never considered having a conversation with yeah. just by opening that up. And if you put this process in, even if it's unofficially and someone's just calls you out and says, put your green cap on, or we go through the process with every big decision of putting all the caps on and discussing it. I think even breaking down into teams. And if you know, you're all red yeah. hot people put the, put a different color hat on today. Yeah. And, and I think that process really helps us get a really holistic view of everything. Would you, would you agree? I think, I think hundred percent. Um, and even with ideas that we we have at T2 as well. Yeah. If, well, I know we do do this and we obviously champion it as well, mm. but let, let's let really get into the detail of it. And then yeah. when, and like I say, if there's anybody out there that's actually finding that information, finding that it works, then let's go. Yeah, yeah let's absolutely. Go. So the benefits of this is you can use it at all levels. Mm -hmm. You It's, it's results-based because you're going to have an output from it all. Um, it's going to empower people massively and make everyone collaborate and talk. Yeah, it gives them the forum, right? Yeah, it reduces that kind of personal conflict because you're coming at it from a holistic level mm -hmm. and it enhances creativity. There's probably loads of other things as well as getting rid of debate and, you know, switching modes and coming up with more of a, you know, less ego-based approach to things. And mm. that's got to be good because the reality is that co uh, cooperative exploration is the way ahead. Yeah. Um, but we do acknowledge here that sometimes that's not the right thing to do. However, for you as an individual, you can still do this. Yeah, write it down though, because it could get messy. Yeah, it could <laughs> get messy. Can you imagine the spider diagram on this? Oh, I'm <laughs> And everyone knows I love a spider diagram. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So maybe think about where you could apply this. Um. Mm. Because you know the theory is that you know we do take a default setting, and you know we discuss this all the time here at T2, and we know that. Um, you know, some of your unconscious motivators and your drivers, they're there for a reason. You know, you, they've, they've been grown into you over time and it's not your fault that that's how you're wired. But if we understand our triggers and how we behave in certain situations, that's one thing. If we learn actually how our internal narrative talks to us and makes us react in a situation like this and decide what cap we've got, actually that takes it to another level. Yeah. Do you agree? Take the ego away. Take the ego away. And you know what? We're bang on. So thank you, James, for joining me today. You're very welcome, Tracy. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again on another T2 Hubcast.